I believe the reason why our network, the one that I, I started about four years ago now, five years ago, is doing well, one of the main reasons. Hey guys, it's Phil Better with Invest in Yourself, the digital entrepreneur podcast. Um, today's guest you heard in the beginning is Mr. Ralph Sutton, a an amazing guy, an OG in the podcasting world. He went from uh, being a strip club DJ to being owning his own podcast network. Uh, you get to hear his whole story and why he believes he has the best network there is um, out there. So please make sure you listen to that. At the end of the episode, he also offers you guys an amazing deal. And I highly suggest you try it out because it's so great to hear and listen to this guy and the wisdom he has and the, of course the guests he gets so without further ado uh have a great time and let's get to the podcast we have mr ralph sutton on the podcast a pretty much a legend i would say probably an og uh in the digital entrepreneurship at least because he went from starting as a strip club DJ to owning your own podcast network with all a bunch of merchandise, pretty much, correct? Yeah, a lot of steps in between, but yes, <laughs> uh, pretty much correct. You left right. out the part, but I'll, I'll allow it for now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just throwing a whole bunch of uh, good stuff towards you because uh, in between, it doesn't really matter, right? It's the, the end goals, I think. No, it's true. True. I would say, but I would say. I believe the reason why our network, the one that I, I started about four years ago now, five years ago, is doing well, one of the main reasons is that I did come from radio. Mm-hmm. I had a radio show that was on almost 100 stations for most of my adult life. Even even in a, a couple of channels, uh, stations in Canada, yeah. we got around the um, that original content law, whatever that's called. I yeah, it's the, uh, you have to have at least, uh, I think, 30% to 40% Canadian content. So if we you want to throw a, a rush track every now and then, and they let yeah. us slide. But um, perfect. We, we were an eighty like an eighties rock show that was on all over the country. So when I started the podcast network and the podcast in general, the one that I host, um, I felt that I came at it with a different sensibility because I had a background in radio. Yeah, you. A lot of people who start their podcasts, they don't have that because as a podcaster, you have to wear every hat there is. Sure. There's yeah. the promoter, the content producing, you know, editor, all that. Unless you have the money to pay people to do it, but most of us don't have that. Right. And the biggest mistake I would say that people do is that they want all that. So they rent the studio, they hire a promoter, they do all these things before their podcast has even started. And you're already starting negatively. You're already Mm -hmm. putting yourself in the hole, uh, not to drop names, but I was on the cover of uh, entrepreneur.com, which is a big magazine uh, website here in New York on how uh, in the United States, how to start a podcast. And that was my number one thing. You can start a podcast with almost no money. And if you're not doing it that way, unless you're a major influencer, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Like with your phone, there's Anchor. Anchor yeah. right there. Boom. Right you, there. Yeah. Test it out. See if you enjoy it. Get your first hundred episodes out, you know, or at least that, and you'll be fine. You'll be, okay, I'm comfortable. And then you're like, okay, let's up step, step up your game. Yeah. Especially if you've never done uh, this type of thing before. Yeah most podcasts get abandoned. They say there's a million podcasts in the iTunes store, yeah. but I think it's 60% of them are not active anymore. Mm-hmm. So they're just, someone did three or four episodes or a dozen episodes and they're just sitting there. They're counted as a podcast because they will come up in a search, but they're not active anymore. No, there's, yeah, there's a majority of them. People get like, the, they get the Joe Rogan, shiny lights. They're like, oh my God, he makes so much money, you know, because he just signed with thing. And they're like, I can do it but they don't understand how much work it is right. to get it to be a, a digital entrepreneur. Cause you are a digital entrepreneur when you, you start your podcast. Cause it's a business. If you look at it as a business and grow it as a business, that's the way it is. You know, what's funny, Phil, is that when I started that, so the podcast, I have, I have two shows, but my main <laughs> show, that's the, the more popular one is called SDR sex, drugs, and rock and roll. You Great name kind of the logo right there. Yeah. An intentional name is that I thought, okay, if you never heard of the show, but you see the name, you're like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll listen to that. I get it. You know, I know what that's mm-hmm. going to be like. So that was intentional. But when I started, I joined their subreddit for podcasts. Yeah. And it's funny. Now there's like a half a million people in that podcast Reddit. But at the time, there was like 5,000. It was very <laughs> new, six, six years ago. And I asked because I was still doing radio, and I decided I was going to do this podcast. And I put up a question, how do you monetize a podcast? Because I didn't know. 
Yeah. I got so much crap. Like, you shouldn't be concerned about money. You should just do it for the love of it and blah, blah, blah. While I do agree, mm-hmm. I was coming at it from a different angle because I was already making my money in radio. And I was like, if I'm going to transition to this, I need to know how to make money in this. Yeah. I didn't know at the time. But I do feel that if you don't think about that aspect of it and how you really make money in a podcast, then you're going to be sorely uh, let down when you mm-hmm. find out the actual metrics. Yeah. Maybe years later. Yeah. Like if you, it's not starting off the gate with, oh, I'm going to make a million dollars. It's like, my goal is to lay the foundation so that future can make money. Right. And not only that, your, your first, uh, first, first goal should be starting. Yeah. Seeing if you like it and moving on. But once you decide, okay, I want to try and make a little something, your only concern should be, let me not be losing money on this. If I can get someone to spend 25 bucks a month, to cover my hosting and a couple of beers. Yep. That's good. And then you're actually, I could say, I'm doing this. It's more than a hobby. It's a, I'm making a little money at it. Mm-hmm. And then you start feeling good about yourself. I think the problem a lot of podcasters do is they're trying to get that $10,000 deal per week, whatever it is. You're not going to get it. Just don't even try. I My first uh, sponsor was a strip club I used to work at. <laughs> and I said, look, we're getting at the time like 500 downloads a month mm-hmm. from jersey and the strip club was in jersey i said i'll cover i'll let you do it for 100 bucks a month he's like for sure really i said yeah 100 bucks a month so he gave me 500 dollars and said i'm your sponsor for the next five months and i was like great i'm covered now i don't have to think about it anymore yeah and like you said he he's probably already spending like thousands of dollars in advertising in print or radio and he's like i can get it for 500 dollars for five months yeah, why not yeah, it's a steal right he took it out of the register and just gave it to me. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was crazy. I was like, all right, we're done. This is good. We're good. We're started. We're professionals now. Yeah. Like you're getting paid and like, that's how you did it. You like, you looked at it like, okay, yes. A lot of the pure people are like, it's for the hobby. Like, yes, it has to be for fun, but you also have to look at, can I make this, this fun thing into a long thing? And with the unless internet, you don't want to, unless your money yeah. is not your concern for this, that's fine too. But they are two separate ventures. You know, you really have to look at them that way. They're two very separate things. Yeah. If 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 you want this to be a hobby and remain a hobby and you just want to talk with your friend about movies every once in a while, coming back and listening to your old time, go ahead. Just realize that you're not if you don't invest in it, it's not gonna grow. It used to be a a mantra. Sorry, in the early days of podcasting, put out good content and the listeners will find you. That is not true anymore. No. When there's a million podcasts and it's growing exponentially, that's just not true. I don't care how good you are. You know how many great guitarists are out there right now and they're living in their parents' basement? Mm-hmm. There's just too many of them. You're not going to find the great DJs, great photographers. You need to figure out a way to get your name out there. Yeah, you have to disrupt it. You have to change it somehow. And it's like, luckily with podcasting, it's connection. Podcasting is a network that's so great because everybody knows if you have a podcast and you're like, Hey, I want a guest on yours. You want a guest on mine right there. Like I'm a brand, as you, as you know, I'm a brand new podcast It's a brand new podcast I'm starting, but I have that network of past, past guests and you have your promo. I'm hoping obviously you'll promote yours because any expert you growing is better than anything else. Right, right. Promo is promo. Yeah, in the beginning, I mean, there's um, the the uh, idea ABP always be promoting. You know, so mm-hmm. I I have a, a stack of SDR show stickers at my front door. I don't leave my house without them. Never. Even now, years later, uh, I don't. If I consider it now is different because of COVID. But yeah. uh, in normal times, I would consider a day a failure if I didn't get at least five new people throughout the course of my day walking into coffee shops or whatever to subscribe and leave a review to my show, right? So for a long time, my show was like in the top. We actually hit number one in iTunes yeah. twice. And uh, it came from that. It came from, we, we didn't have the Joe Rogan numbers, but no. because it's a different algorithm, it's based on subscribers and reviews and, and searches and whatnot. We were in the top 10 consistently for a long time. Now we're always in the top uh, 100 of, of uh, comedy interviews in the United States. But, I am um, looking right now. Just, just to let you know, I'm looking at Chartable. Mm-hmm. In Germany, you're in the top, uh, you're the 68 in oh, Germany. There we go. Congratulations. Because I'm Jewish, they all, they all hate listening. <laughs> 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 I 
but yeah, I'm looking. You, you, you're, you're, you're always in the top. Well, in the all time in the U.S., you're number sixteen in the comedy. Well, there you go. Hello now. Yes, like that's yeah. that's huge. You're huge in Canada. You're you're number fifty six all time. Let me Great. say this, by the way, you should not. And it sounds weird, but I don't even look at charts anymore because you will drive yourself crazy. Oh yeah. You know, so the only thing I do is once a month, we have an ad sales meeting for the network where we go over the numbers of each show. That's the only time I hear my numbers. I don't look at my numbers because you will go crazy. And it's not your time could be spent better. The the 20 minutes you looked up your charts and obsessed over it, you could have posted a link to your show four times. Yeah. That would have done better for you than you looking at your numbers. No, it's 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 very true because it's it's so slow growth. Just like most YouTube channels, you'll get that one episode that may go viral, like an interview or one of my my top rated podcasts on uh, my my uh, my other show, the Feel Better Show, is an episode about the Dare, uh, sorry Deadpool trailer and the Avengers trailer. Mm-hmm. I did it with my friend. It's it's the one that gets the most downloads for me. It's at nearly three hundred downloads. It's my most downloaded show, and yeah. I, it still gets downloads to this day. What's funny is, um, you know, I tell – so we have a network also. I saw yeah. about five years ago called Gas Digital that does really well. And um, I tell every show on the network, you are one clip away from being a 100,000 listener show. Mm-hmm. You know, like you never know what's going to hit. We had a crazy thing happen last week where, oh, my God, every rock newspaper and magazine online wrote up about us. Not necessarily in a very positive. <laughs> we kind of knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Boy, did it do wonders for us. Like we're talking, you know, hundreds of thousands of downloads in the last two weeks because of this one thing. Because every single uh, a rock online magazine, like at least twenty of them, I searched you up, and the first thing that popped up was the fact that you had someone walk out on you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was it. That was. That was- <laughs> So that was part A of the story. But the reason why, so I'm going to give a, a quick uh, cliff noted version of that. Do you have- I'm also just so everybody knows, I'm going to link the episode. Is the episode live, by the way? Yeah, sure. It is. Yeah. We only knew it was 15 online, but it's a two parter. You have to watch both parts. Oh, yeah, no, I'm putting both parts in it. So what happened was, you know, my roots, as I said, is in radio. We did a lot of 80s rock. And so I know Sebastian Bach. He's from a band called Skid Row that was big in the 80s and 90s. And uh, he still sounds great today. And I've, I actually have had, up until two weeks ago, I would say a decent relationship with him, right? And without getting into real detail, my co-host on my comedy podcast likes to push buttons. That's just yeah. who he is. And I said, prior to going live, this episode's not going to last an hour. It's not going to happen, <laughs> right? And I know Sebastian is a little more sensitive. Something's going to happen. It lasted 11 minutes. The joke was at Rob Halford's expense who's the singer of Judas Priest, right? Um, Sebastian got angry about it, and 11 minutes into an hour show just canceled, killed the Zoom call, right? Did this move like, and then it was off, right? And then we just kept talking. We talked about it for 45 minutes, made a show out of it. But the hilarious thing about it was, by chance, two days later, already booked prior to this, we never knew this was going to happen, Rob Halford was was coming on the show. Oh. So I said to Jay, my co-host, Big Jay Wilkerson, you have to tell him the story. I said, I know Rob well enough. I'm sure he's going to find it funny. I'm 80% sure he's going to find it funny. But even if he doesn't, either way, we got to tell the story. It's still a great content because it's promo to promo. And Rob <clears throat> Alford loved it, laughed, was wants us to put a roast together for him. So it all worked out. But the funny thing is, the people that only see part A hate us the people that saw part b are like ah sebastian overreacted you know so it's a really funny way the messages that are coming in are hilarious to me because i know which video or which (laughs) podcast they listen to based on the comment that came in but then again like this because it's in your your niche which is the rock you know world it's all over the place it just it's the most viral thing it's It's even hit my world where i'm not in the rock world Right. I saw it. It was everywhere. I mean, to the point where for a second, I'm like, are they going to cancel us? Because that's the world we live in. I'm like, wait a minute. I own my network. I can't cancel me. <laughs> my own show. So I was thinking of doing that, like apologizing to myself as a gimmick on the show. But I thought, you don't want to stoke the fire. So I'm yeah, like, no. 
we're just we're past it, you know. But I'm glad it happened. And the answer that I said to everybody is that's gotten upset because it was a joke, not about being. It was a, it was a joke. Rob Halford's gay, right? And he's very comfortable with who he is. And I think if he's comfortable with who he is, and you're comfortable with him being who he is, it shouldn't be a problem to make mm-hmm. a joke that's not offensive. But Sebastian, I think, got offended, and Rob didn't. So my answer is, if the guy who the joke is about is not offended, why are you getting offended for him? It makes yeah. no sense. Right? But we're getting off topic anyway. What I'm saying is that that clip, well, that one-two punch clip, our numbers went through the roof for the past two weeks. It's bonkers. Like Each of those video files have over 100,000 views, That's... and the, the actual podcasts are through the roof. I haven't looked, but they're through the roof. Yeah, and that's just like you said when you explained to your your people coming into your network, it's one clip. Yeah, like that one clip of him leaving you Great. spawned an even better clip of him. T- the uh, the guy whose the joke was about was killing himself. So now it's like plus it spawned the chance of you having a roast. Right, exactly. Everything about it could not have gone better. And then there's a there's a comic on my network. His name is Godfrey. Really funny comic. And his show was doing well. He's a legendary guy, great comic, really funny, super, super smart. But his show was doing just, I would say, well. Not great, well. I thought it would be bigger. But then what happened was he put out a clip of him doing a Steve Harvey impression. And it was Steve Harvey from, you know, Family Feud, the comic, whatever. Yeah. It was a really good clip. It was like a minute. And the other guys in the room were really laughing at it. It was just a great minute. And it went crazy viral to the point where Steve Harvey reshared it. Wow. And when that happened, now his show quadrupled their numbers. Quadruple. That's and and that's what it is. Like in it because we're in the digital world, things can happen overnight. Like overnight. But you have to work at it. Like if you didn't have that back catalog of podcasts, right. It wouldn't matter. You got it wouldn't matter because people wouldn't have found him. They wouldn't have discovered but if they found him they'd have nothing to back it up with it's like oh this guy's great oh is this the only clip and then they move on to somebody else it's oh this guy's great oh he has been doing the show for a year let me listen to the old episodes and that's what's great mm-hmm. and it builds and builds and builds and eventually you know like uh you like you syndicated your your radio show right the tour bus yeah we so were stations and that's the same idea behind the network which is and the beginning was, hey, the radio show made good money from taking 100 small stations and putting them together and selling ad sales that way. What if we had a few smaller shows and put them together and sold it as a network? And at the time, it wasn't really done a lot. Now it's far more common. Yeah. What they used to do is what I would call is like a group or an affiliation, like you're associated with this comedy. Well, it used to be in the, in the old days of, of uh, internet, like web rings, which just yeah. like you were part of the... Star Wars fan club as your Star Wars website or whatever, yeah. but they didn't really do anything for each other. We decided, oh, we're going to get a studio. We're going to give you ad sales. We're going to do this. As long yeah. as you come on part of the network, we take a small piece of it. You get the bulk of it. And nobody was really doing that at the time. Still now, our model is super unique. Nobody's really doing what we're doing. No, it's and it, it's a great, great model. It's it's a new, different thing. And like, what's great is on the internet, one model doesn't necessarily fit for everybody unlike in the in the physical world where it's this is the metrics they have to do it in you have no choice there's hard costs involved with brick and mortar that you cannot avoid in the digital space you could be as grandiose or as minimal as you want and i always suggest start as minimal as possible so that you can really feel it out you know i really think that even like we'll use it when someone buys a new computer, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody wants the best freaking computer they could buy. And the truth is 90% of us don't need more than five year ago model, really mm-hmm. if not 10 year ago model. And depending, unless you're doing high end video editing yeah. on, with 4k and two hour episodes that you really need to be intricate in your editing. Other than that, you don't need the newest computer. You don't. And so, it's just silly, but that's, that's everybody wants the best and the best, and they don't necessarily need it. No. Like, I have a, an old-school mixer that a, a DJ friend gave me. The microphones, I got a pack of four from uh, Amazon. Used my own Amazon affiliate link, so I paid myself. That's good. Cool. Small little things build over time. Yeah, you know. exactly. I also tell people, go to radio stations in your neighborhood because they probably have mics they're not using anymore. They would sell them for almost nothing. You know, there's always ways to figure it out to do it for, for mm-hmm. cheap. And Garage you know, sales. 
my this mic that I use at home is a Shure SM48. They're like $40. And I have a decent compressor. It makes it sound a little more luxurious. But uh, for, the, for the most part, you don't even need that. You just need one microphone. I don't want you to do talk on your phone like from a distance with three other people. It will sound terrible. Yeah. Get each person a mic because audio matters in a podcast. But that's really the only expense. And that's only if you're doing more than one person. No, like if you and if you're lucky and you you're able to do Zoom, it's even better. Yeah. Um, I have a from my other podcast because I did have friends who weren't podcasters, so they had no idea how to do anything audio related. I have a little image that shows them how to do it on their phone, so I can talk to them on their phone while they're talking to me, and it's like it says it's not the best because it's the quality, but it's better than nothing, you know. And it's and that's if you have that. Just teach people. Make it as simple as possible for people to enter and listen to your podcast. Yeah, and also, you never want to be beholden to other people, meaning like you don't have to be the greatest editor. You don't have to be the greatest uh, you know, uh, social media person, whatever. Just know how to do it so yeah. that if someone else doesn't show up one day, you could do it all, and you don't have to be great. Just get it done. By the way, do people tell you that you look and sound a little bit like Seth Rogen? No, I get... Kevin uh, James a lot. James, I don't see at all. I, well, when sound, my beard was shorter. <laughs> yeah. But you sound, you have, you have a little bit of the inflection of Seth Rogen. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I get told that I have a voice for radio. Um, and I think I it's... told I have a face for radio. Hi-oh! Hey-oh! I got told that too. Um, it destroyed my self-esteem. And now I do podcasts. So it makes up for it. But yeah, so when you started your podcast, you came at it with a monetizing way. Um, and you joined uh, the Laugh Out Loud network first, right? Uh, all Things Comedy. All Things Comedy. Sorry. Yeah. All Things Comedy. And you were there for about a year before you launched the Gas Network. Yeah, I was there for about a year. And it's funny. Um, they are much bigger now than they were then. And then they were another example of what I would say was more of an affiliation than an actual network. They weren't selling ads. They weren't. What they did was they offered us free hosting. But the okay. worst part about it was they moved us to SoundCloud, which is the, the worst platform in the world. I didn't know better at the time. So we had left Libsyn. Oh, God. SoundCloud, and then went back to Libsyn. But now we're with Art19. But... I recommend, I think, Libsyn, to my knowledge, at least now, is still one of the, the most reliable. Yeah, Libsyn, the stats are great. The hosting's perfect. It gives you a little mini website that you can use so you don't have to pay for hosting, and yeah, it's and cheap. It, it's cheap. So, yeah, it, it, I recommend it, but uh, it just sucks because uh, we still get, I don't know, because when we finally switched to uh, All Things Comedy on SoundCloud, I spent months looking, how do you promote a SoundCloud? I joined all these, like, SoundCloud groups and affiliate groups, and so I still keep that SoundCloud because we're still getting like, I don't know, 15,000 listeners per episode each uh, each episode. And I don't want to lose that. But it's no. like I, every time I have to go pull in those figures, I'm like, all things comedy? God damn it. <laughs> I just really wish I never had to do that. But, uh, you know, they're really big now, though. But, yeah, I just after a year, we got a check for like 50 bucks. I was like, what are we doing here? Let's figure <laughs> something out. And that's what started. That, that was the catalyst for us figuring out how to do uh, our own thing. So yeah, with, cause I tried to start uh, some probably more along the lines of all things comedy, trying to move into what you have now, gas network, uh, gas digital network, sorry, um, with my friends, but it was more, it felt more like what all things comedies, you're like, we're just association of right. podcasters trying. How did you go from, okay, taking it from an association to making the money? Like what? What steps? Where did you look? How did you figure these out? Well, what I did was um, I found a couple of other like kind shows, shows that I felt like I knew them already. They were local. They didn't have a studio. Okay. And they were like similar size to me. Um, and so I found with my business partner, we found three shows, right? So it was three shows plus mine, four shows together. I already had my little setup at home which had mics and, and video and radio, like we had a little bit of that. So I was able to just say to these people to start with, hey, we'll pay for your hosting and we'll give you a studio. Okay. So that was the initial start was we'll pay for yours, we'll give you a studio. I found a um, media streaming company that would house our media to allow us to do 
um, subscription-based for older episodes. Okay. And uh, then from those, so I know a little bit about uh, HTML and programming a little bit, and then I just did a little research on our first website. I kind of built it by watching the, the, through the school of Google and YouTube. Yeah. And um, we built our first little shitty uh, gas digital network website. And once we saw, oh, okay, this is starting to do something, right, where we were getting subscribers. And plus, we were able to sell cheapo little ads by calling, you know, we listen to other shows and you hear Sherry's Berries or whatever the fuck else you hear. So you call, sorry, I'm trying not to curse too much. I don't know how you it's, it's fine. As long as you don't say the, the C word, we're good. Which C word? The one that uh, involves the lady parts? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Uh, maybe it's cancer. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? Um, so once we started seeing that money was coming in, I was like, all right, we should, we took it in very incremental steps, right? And the biggest, the only time I would say that we took a leap of faith, a year and a half into it being in my house, this bedroom right here, this is my second bedroom, still do my show in it, right? Um, let's see if I can switch cameras for a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> if it's going to work. This camera, right? There, oh. that's, the, that's the studio, right? And then uh, let's see if I can get this camera to a different <laughs> angle. Uh, this movie could kind of the there's the, oh my stupid there's this the tables and stuff I took everything out over over the last year or so Let me yeah. put back my other camera but um and boink there we go so um this is where everything was and in the beginning it was four shows three of them happened on Monday my show happened on a Wednesday so I didn't mind so much having people in my house for a day. One day they were here anyway because I was doing my show. You know, my yeah. show was, like, it was really Monday stunk. But over the course of a year and a half, it started to pick up. We started adding a couple of new shows. We were selling ads for people. Like it was starting to 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 snowball. And then one day I realized, okay, we have eleven shows. There are people in my house every day. I was on a date. I came home <laughs> thinking there'd be nobody in the house because they were supposed to be done by nine. I came home at ten thirty, and I walked in with a girl from a first date to 15 people in my apartment and she thought we were going to do something horrible to her. <laughs> and it ended the date immediately. She's like, what the, what the hell's going on here? Like, I said, I don't I said, guys, why are you here? Like, oh, they said, well, we decided to do a bonus episode. <laughs> Would somebody tell me? You know? And then that was the first straw. Then they broke a couple things and somebody stole something. Oh, okay. You know? And then like a couple of things, I was like, all right, we got to get this out of my house or I'm going to just shut it down. You know? And so we took a leap of faith, got an investment at that point because we had a little bit of money coming in. So we got an investor. It was a friend. And um, we opened up our studios. But we probably opened our studios a year too early. Okay. But I just knew I had to get it out of my house or I was going to kill somebody. You know, so that's what we did. Uh, it'll be, it was two years ago. No, sorry. In, in May, it will be three years ago we opened that studio. So and now, then, now we're doing, we have 22 shows. I don't want to say exactly how many listeners. I'm not 100%, not because I'm hiding it, but I'm not 100% sure. But let's say it's about 5 million listeners across the network. But That's... we also sell ads for a bunch of shows not on our network. Like we sell for Barbara Corcoran, for Mike Tyson. Like we sell ads for a lot of people. It also spawned that business of an ad sales business. Yeah. We're doing a podcast ad sales. It spawned a merchandising business for all the podcasts. And it also spawned, which I built these beautiful studios NewYorkCityPodcasting.com. We're renting the studios when their show's not there because there's 11, 22 shows. That's really just 22 hours in a week. Yeah. You know, so most of the time the studios are not being used. So we decided to make a uh, an online. Again, I figured out how to do it. It when somebody books time on the uh, calendar in the studio, it takes it off the website, so you can't book that time, and then vice versa. And I, I mean, it took me months of trial and error figuring that out. You could either do that and drive your head crazy or spend 10 grand. And I'd rather just figure it out, you know, yeah. and all aspects of this. I always want to just figure it out because as I said, uh, 30 minutes ago, I don't want to be beholden to anybody. So once the studio happened, that's when I said to myself, okay, this is a real fucking business now. Now I really need to put a lot of effort in. So I helped create the ad sales department really from my old radio days using the methodologies that I learned on how to talk to ad sales people, yeah. how to build them, things that are, should be done. And then same thing with the podcasting, listening to every show on the network, giving insights. We meet once a month to talk about it and whatnot. But now I'd say COVID 
screwed us up a little bit, you know, like it did everybody. But we had this idea, me and my partner, Lewis, I said, everybody's pulling back. They're cutting staff. They're, they're, they're not doing live entertainment. Because yeah. I said, let's do the 180 of that. Let's add a couple shows. Let's raise our prices. Let's not fire anybody. And let's see what happens. And we doubled our paid subscribers because people were so happy that we were one of the only things that were still new. We never missed yeah. an episode. Every show was coming out with audio, with video, with clips. Nobody got fired. People were sending us emails every day, and we made a, a code that you get a, a month free to just try it out because everybody was starved for entertainment on lockdown, and we got more people just thanking us than anything else to be able to just laugh a little and have a little fun. You solved a problem. Like, like, like a digital entrepreneur solves problems. Yeah, like yeah. you solve the problem. How can I monetize? Well, I can get this media subscription that you did when you first and you like, okay, I'm going to figure out how to make a website. You did that. You figured it out by the school of YouTube. Then you're like, okay, I want to make money by a network. The network I'm on doesn't work. You figured out how to do it by making the network in your house. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. It goes back to when my radio show first started, we're going back to 1999. Yeah, I read, I read how you, uh, you, you did a little scammy scam stuff. A lot of weird stuff. But um, I, ab- I was able to get us on. Uh, I drove, the, the story was that for, I, we signed with a network, right? Uh, and I thought, when you are syndicated in radio, that means you're Howard Stern and you're a millionaire. That's what <laughs> I thought, right? And I learned there's a big difference between being syndicated and being syndicatable. We were syndicatable, but no one was taking our show because who the hell am I? Yeah. So for like three months, we just were sending it out to a, the satellites that nobody was listening to. So I got into a car, drove to Miami, and listened to the radio the whole way down. And then anybody that was playing Guns N' Roses, ACDC, Van Halen, Motley Crue, I wrote down their radio station. In Miami called all those stations, made 15 meetings, drove back up the East Coast, and came back with five new syndicated shows, uh, affiliates. That's how I started in radio. There you go. Like you're taking the knowledge that you have in radio and you're putting it into podcasting, everything. And that's, what's great about the digital world. Everything real world is applicable here. You just have to figure out how to tune it. And the thing that's amazing, that is my favorite part of the digital age, which is, I could not be more uh, excited about this is that it's a good thing and a bad thing, but a more good thing, which is it allows anybody to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Which is like that was my favorite. The, the good thing is everyone can start a, back, a podcast. The bad thing is anybody can start a podcast. Yeah, there's just so much shit out there, right? But the fact that you can just sit on your computer and, like you said, I have a problem. How do I solve this problem? Google it. I promise you, you are not the only person with this problem, and you will find someone else that has it, and then you can solve it. And that's all that digital marketing and digital entrepreneurship is. Yeah, it's like. I wanted to learn how to promote a podcast and I went down that rabbit hole for my other one. It didn't work. And I was like, Oh, why didn't it work? And I realized I didn't do th- certain things. I didn't do prep work. And it's, it's the prep work. It's the advertising. It's the, you know, doing everything. I was concentrating on one market, but I wasn't thinking about how to do it on other things. I was joining groups about podcasting instead of going to, you know, fan sites and right. getting the fans. That's the big thing. I get so angry. People do that. They just, like there's all these Facebook groups like promote your podcast or whatever. No one's getting listeners from that. They're no. all just screaming at each other. Listen to me. Listen to me. You're doing nothing. All I ever do on those sites is try to answer questions. Try mm-hmm. to be helpful. You know, that's what I do. I don't promote on those sites. You know, I just feel that it's better to try because nobody helped me. I'd rather be a voice of answers. Not saying that I know everything, but I can tell you what works for me. Maybe yeah. it'll work for you. Maybe not. I don't know. You know, and I, and I found um, one uh, one group, the podcast support group, that is a great place because they limit the promotion. Right. They limit it to one day. You're allowed one day to promote. Everything else is questions. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually used that day because I don't think anybody actually is like, oh, let me go check that out. I don't think that happens. You know. I do. I I, I usually go in and I I like posts because it's like just giving karma, letting people feel good. And sure. if I re if you're just posting a link with no description, I don't want to read that. Like that's, that's nothing. The biggest mistake. I yell at people for that. I was like, yeah. Why you, am I listening to this? If someone came and you just threw you a CD in your face, are you going to say, oh, let me go take this home and listen to this? No, you just throw it right in the garbage. 
no, you, you and the people who put in the more description, like, hey, this is my show, this is what the episode about, I'm like, that's interesting. And I actually have listened to one or two episodes. It also depends on the, the host. You have to have that vibe with the host. Right, of course, of course. Like, I, I, and also, I agonize over show prep. Like, I do about four shows a week because my SDR shows twice a week. Mm-hmm. My other show, which is called Good Sugar, which is about health and wellness, is once a week. And on all of those shows, and I usually try and tape one extra one a week to just get backups, you know? Yeah. Um, I do three to five hours of, of research for every episode. And it's, you know, if it like Neil deGrasse Tyson was just on. Right? That, by the way, amazing. I don't know how you got that. Yeah, which is thankfully he, he heard the episode we did with the singer of Sticks. <laughs> oh. So he loves Sticks. And somehow he was like, oh, I know that show. And then he ended up coming on, you know? So it's great that that happened, you know? Um, but, um, I listened to his entire book, the newest book. I, you know, I um, read a ton of articles written by him and stuff like that. Plus, I'm just a fan. I've seen him speak a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Not, so I came in, like, I'm looking at the screen. I have two pages here, one page here, right in front of me, a whole topic list. And I do this with every show. I have a Google Keep fo- file on each guest, right? And you can, like, numerate it. Not, you know, like, in, in uh, you could reorder yeah. I make the questions and things I want to do. And as the show is going, I'm moving them up and down, ticking them off and on so that I know that I'm getting to an informative interview and getting the questions I want out of it. And what I can tell you from 30 years almost of doing entertainment radio, 25 years, is your, your guest appreciates it. Yeah. The fact that that is, you know, you might be able to just sit and wing it and have a great conversation. My co-host Jay is a brilliant comedian, super funny, super smart can sit and talk with anybody and be hilariously funny. But if he asks Rob Halford, what band are you in? Because he doesn't know it's Judas Priest. That guy is not going to be in a good mood for the rest of the interview, no matter how great you are. So I do all the research. He's there for the comedic part. You're there to make sure no one gets mad at you. Unless you have... uh... Sometimes they fail, right? (laughs) But yeah, no. um, Do you, you... you're a wealth of knowledge, first of all. So thank you for providing my listeners and me with all this great information. Cause seriously, reading it is one thing, but hearing and speaking with someone who's gone, gone from zero to over ha- probably half a million subscribers. The network has, you know, I don't know. I think it's 5 million. I could be wrong, but I don't know. Okay. F- 5 million listeners uh, on your network. Like that's, for someone like me looking at it, it's like, that's an amazing goal. And how the hell do I get there? And then realize like you started super small. You started, like you said, driving down Miami, listening to radio stations and hitting their doors or walking out the door and handing out stickers to get right. listeners. And like, by the way, not only that, like I still have no uh, ego, not that I should, but whatever. So I'll give you an example. Like I just came back from LA because I was on a reality show 17 years ago, 16 years ago, called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Mm-hmm. Big show. I was one of the straight guys, in case you were curious. And um, <laughs> they're doing a reunion episode. So I, they, they messaged me on Facebook, and they said to me, hey, look, the guy we really wanted to do it can't do it, so can you come do it? <laughs> right? Some people might say, go fuck yourself. You know, you didn't want me. I'm not number one. I'm not doing it. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. I don't care. And to me, I'm like, if I get to promote my podcast, promote my network i'll do it and they said yeah of course you can so that't why I came there you go like you're getting access to like I read on your thing it was your your season your episode was the highest rated episode yeah, of all time and they of all time while I was there yeah yeah they, there you uh, go like that's huge and now here you are you're going in front of th- millions of people watching this reunion episode and you're like hey I have a podcast you should listen yeah exactly I wanted to wear a t-shirt that said the name of my show on it, but I thought that might be a little too much. So <laughs> I just made sure I, I said the name on the, on the show several times, you know, but yeah. who knows and, what it'll be, if it, you know, when it comes out, if it'll even be edited out or not, but you know, you take all those chances, you go like, let's say this show, I don't know how many listeners you have. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is. Let's say it's, I'm, I don't want to insult. Let's just say it's a th- uh, hundred people an episode. Yeah, I make a number, that's right? fine. A hundred people an episode. Um, if I get three of your listeners to say, you know what? I'm going to go listen to that guy. He was interesting on his show. That's all I care about. I'm not, I'm looking for a small conversion 
every time I do something new, and that's all that matters to me. It's about that slow, steady build to keep getting yourself new. So sure, there are things that set your new normal. Yeah. We had a, a, a crazy thing happen twice on SDR, not including this new one, but like there was this thing with uh, Michael Phelps, the, the swimmer. Yeah. Right? It came out that he was dating a, the proper term is intersexed female. Used to be the term was hermaphrodite, but now the term is intersex. intersex right? okay. And she was coming on the Howard Stern show to talk about dating Michael Phelps. For whatever reason, we got her first, right? Like literally two days before she did that, she came on our podcast through a friend of a, that knew her, whatever she decided to do it. So everybody that was searching her name because of Howard Stern, our uh, episode came up. So it did wonders for us, you know. And then there's a comedian named Ari Shafir. It's also oh. funny how it's related to uh, uh, Howard. Also, they got into a big argument about podcasting versus radio. And um, a, I got asked to at the time I was doing both radio and podcasting. I was asked to go on uh, Fox News to talk about the difference between podcasting and radio because I'm doing both. Yeah. And then my guest that week just happened to be Ari Shafir, so it worked out again where everybody's searching it. And that episode was the craziest episode in my life of SDR that I, people can't believe we pulled off. I, I, first of all, Ari, Ari Shafir is crazy and hilarious. So yeah, yeah. obviously you're going to have an amazing episode with him. Yeah, him and I just got into an argument yesterday. But yes, he's a great guy, <laughs> brilliant comedian. But uh, we did this thing. And I'm sorry for all of your listeners that are tender. It was called, all I'll say is the name was called the Olympics. And I don't know if I need to explain it anymore. It doesn't exist. You have to pay for it if you want to go. But actually, on Gas Digital, you just go to gasdigital.com. If you use the code SDR, you get a two-week free trial. So you could just download all the episodes and then cancel your subscription, and you won't get charged a dollar. So you go find that episode. There you go, guys. Already, val- he's giving you free value here. You can listen to the great two episodes, the one with about Michael Phelps's intersex girlfriend and the Ari Shafir episode. You can listen to that there just by using the SDR code yeah, on his website you could literally there's a, a program called g potter that automatically lets you just download a whole rss feed of audio files in one swoop wow. so you just plug it in do that cancel who cares i don't i you know i only want people paying that want to support i would never listen to the free ones i i don't i just want you to be i want you to enjoy the show that's all that matters to me i can tell you right now i'm definitely going to be listening to the last couple episodes okay fair enough i apologize the, the, uh, the t- Neil, De- De- ah, Neil deGrasse Tyson one for sure. Yeah, my Huge opening fan. question to him, I was actually editing a clip right now. My opening question to him was like, look, dude, I've been a fan for years. I've listened to you here. I've done like whole like buttery warm up to him. Then my first question is quite simple. Why the fuck would you come on a show called Sex Drugs? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear that. The answer. Oh, my God. That's just my clip. It stops there. And then you have to swipe up to hear the actual episode because that's how you will get more listeners. That's the hook you need. You hook it. Hey, a lot of people, and I've just had this argument uh, with my staff and some people, they have reasons for the other side of it, but I feel your clips should not be enclosed. They should not be episodic. They should be ending on something. They're like, well, what, what happened? And then you swipe up for more. That's the idea or else what are you doing? You can do the, like, I, I love the hook. I love that hook because, like, that would get me to swipe up. Because, like, if I found out that he was on a, a sex, drugs, rock and roll podcast, like, the f- what is he doing? Like, this respectable man doing on something like this, you know? And, like, is this, like, you've, you start finding it. Like, that's great for you. But also that hook. But you can do the episodic because you can have, if you have this great conversation that has value to people, you can do that. But you yeah, want to, sure, you, sure. you've got to do the hook first. Because yeah, you, yeah. you hook them, and then later on, you can do it. But you need those viral hook ones. Yeah. And I would say, which I think the, the big takeaway from this is that don't look at, and I'm not saying that I'm some sort of upper-level guy that you should be, uh, there's always somebody better a million <laughs> times. I remember there's this, there's this comic, um, Jim Norton, he has a podcast called Chip Chipperson that does really well, right? And I was a guest on a show, and it was like before he got into character and before we filmed, I was like, dude, congrats on the numbers, man. I see your YouTube numbers are amazing, and you should be thrilled. And his answer was, I don't know, Joe Rogan gets 10 million listeners, so what's the difference if I get a, a 25,000 or 50,000? You know, I'm like, well, I guess there's always, uh, you should never be happy. You should never rest on your laurels. But there's always somebody bigger, always somebody better. That is fine. 
But what you shouldn't do is look at like, oh, I want a paid network. I want to get an ad. Just start a show and see yeah. if you like it. Start small. And then the other thing, which I think is great, because we met on the um, Facebook group. I yeah, the, right? the podcast support group. <clears throat> always, there's always new technology. We're in a mm-hmm. world now where this podcasting is the newest entertainment platform in our lifetime right now. Yeah. Right? So there's always going to be someone figuring out a way to get from the recording to the distribution, to the promotion in a new way. Don't just assume the way you've done it or the way you were taught is the right way to do it. It might have been the right way at the time, but it doesn't mean that it's always right. So constantly look for new things. Like Headliner was a great website that made life a lot easier for people. Place It's a website that makes it a lot easier. For Place It's amazing. Um, there's a new app called Stereo that they're putting a lot of money into that I'm curious to see where it goes. I'm holding. There's also a Zapier automation there's also one called uh like react or re-edit and or something like that and it's a you edit your audio by looking at a text file and you delete file and it it's interesting it's expensive yeah but like it's really it really only works if you're a one person talking if okay it's, a group, it's not going to work but it's a fascinating platform but so like this know. this guy like you said this is this is a guy who had a problem he wanted to find some way to edit podcasts faster yeah, and with exactly. Google doing and Siri doing uh, speech recognition. They've now he figured that out. It's costing him money, so he's like, "It's going to cost you money." Right. And but sooner or later, it's going to come down to close to nothing because it's the the R and D is going to. The funny thing is, though, I think even the best speech recognition is like ninety nine point five percent accurate. Mm-hmm. Which, when you talk, the average person I think is three to five hundred words a minute. That is still about twenty words each time you talk. So boy, does that add up. So it's still not there yet, but I just, it's exciting to see all of these things happening because you just know, like when I was in radio, radio was dying. I was like, really like, it was like a joke. Like I tell people I did radio, like radio, like still. And we're like, but in 99, when I said radio, they're like, Ooh, radio. It's amazing what happened a decade later. But, uh, podcasting, when I first started six years ago, you're like, what, isn't that what someone does in their bedroom, like of their mom's house, you know, but once you hear the stories of Joe Rogan and all these other big podcasts that are making millions, then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, podcasts. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, nice. And it's, it's the same thing with like, I, I was looking at affiliate marketing as well. Mm-hmm. It started to be something. Everybody's like, Oh, that's spammy. What are you doing now? Everybody's like, Ooh, affiliate marketing. How, how do I get that? Everybody, every business, if you go down to their biz on their website, go to the bottom, there's probably an affiliate thing because they're like you do more of the work for me so we are literally launching an affiliate marketing campaign for gas digital where everybody can get their own custom codes and then they get the they get the money that we would pay a podcaster for just using their code so it's the same kind of concept there you go like different business models just evolving by learning at different like because the digital entrepreneurship is so huge there's like just looking at podcasting but if you just look here, you're never going to grow. But if you right. look at the different businesses all over the place, affiliate marketing, website building, you know, studio rentals, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. There's thousands of different ways that you can build business and one will take off more than the other. You know, maybe one day you're like, you know what? I don't want to do SDR anymore. I just want to focus on, you know, gas digital and growing that. And then boom, you have a new line of work and you're learning a whole bunch of new skills. Absolutely. And that's the thing. I think people very often fear change and get very set in their ways. And you just, especially if you're going to be in the digital digital landscape, you should be, change and evolve is part of that business. It's every day. You're lear- you have to learn something every day to grow because there's, everybody else is doing it. I have a Slack channel for my staff. Um, and it's like, we have Slack channels for every show, but one for producers, one for web guy, whatever. And uh, I send them probably five times a week a new piece of software or an article on editing or something that I saw. And I was like, check this out, look into this. This could be something because you never know what's going to be the thing that catches on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. Um, I want to thank you so much no for problem. giving your time to me today. Uh, I was more than enough. I it's, it's a pleasure having you. Thank you so much for being on the show. You also caught me at a good time because my date canceled tonight. So I have the rest of my night off. So I didn't have to just go. Thank see see there was value for me <laughs> in your date canceling. Um but yes, I'm going to give you this time. I want you to promote as much as your stuff as you want. 
just go ahead. It's it's okay. your uh, it's follow me everywhere at I am Ralph Sutton. Follow the SDR show everywhere at the SDR show and follow Gas Digital everywhere at Gas Digital. I'm a big fan of social symmetry. You should figure out an, uh, a, ca- a phrase that you can get uniformly across all platforms. There'll always be something if you think about it creatively. And as you know, the newest episode of SDR, well, I don't know, this is coming out in a little while, so I don't know what yeah. it'll be, but uh, use the code SDR Gas Digital Network and you can hear the whole catalog view the whole catalog for free just download everything and cancel within 14 days you won't be charged there you go and if you enjoy it stay and enjoy the greater stuff coming you can listen on any way you listen to podcasts also it's free everywhere but yeah it's only the newest 15 episodes and so if you want to hear some of the old ones you know go uh go to gas digital there you go all right thank you again and uh everybody have a great night thank you dude that was Hey guys, it's Phil Better. I want to thank you very much for staying till the end. It's a great, great episode. I hope you got a lot of value from it. I did as well. I learned how really to start a podcast network. That's one of my goals. Uh, but also the, the fact that he offered you guys it's two weeks free of listening to his back catalog. Not only of his stuff, but everybody on his network. That's amazing. So please, guys, go at least go check it out and listen to at least one of those episodes. If you do enjoy it, you got at least two weeks to get all that back catalog downloaded onto your phone if you don't want to pay that cheap price month to month. But again, I want to thank Ralph for being on the show. Make sure you check out his links are in the show notes down below. And uh, again, if you are interested in having your artwork displayed on the video podcast, reach out to us at info at fillbetter.com. And if you would like to have a audio keepsake, your legacy forever, um, email legacy at fillbetterinc.com and we'll be more than happy to help you there. Guys, again, I want to thank you for liking, listening, subscribing, sharing this with your friends without you guys. I can't do this. So thank you for investing in me. I'm going to invest in you. Have a great day.